Hey folks, how's it going? This and every podcast is brought to you by Claypot. Claypot is a Cantonese-style restaurant located at 58 St. Mark's Place in the New York in, in the New York City. In New York City. Yeah. <laughs> right now, uh, Claypot is available on Grubhub and Seamless. Go check it out. Really great food. And if you go and use code word 506podcast, you can get a buy one, get one free for a two-topping clay pot dish. And this offer is only available from Sunday to Thursday. So, sorry, your boy's got to make bills. Can't, can't have everybody just eating them out of business on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> because I certainly would. But, yeah, it's a great time. Go check it out. This is so exciting for me. Uh, <laughs> today, my guest is Arden. And we're also joined by my roommate, Josh. What we talk about is what started with just absurdism and Alice in Wonderland and eventually went to the necessity for suffering in life and just this weird, wacky, strange time that we live in. So, I mean, <laughs> just tune in to, to three great friends, really just hanging out and having a good conversation. rules and if you vary from that people will like get mad at you right. like in Alice in Wonderland like all of these characters have like these weird rules that Alice doesn't understand until they're explained and when she like goes off of the rules and doesn't do what she's supposed to they all get super pissed at her sure breaking from the form yeah as a sort of like and and you think that um Lewis is purposefully subverting those yeah. tropes yeah and like should we say like rules of the world yeah, he's built rules of the world that mimic that of, like, Oxford in how absurd they are. So sure. it's, so, like, and all the wordplay and stuff, I, like, the way Lewis writes is sometimes how, like, I think. It's, like, stream of consciousness, like, where can this idea go? And when you hit, like, a um, idea, like, the door is ajar, then suddenly the door is ajar yeah. because the door is... Uh, open slightly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it was just like wordplay like that. It's like in in Through the Looking Glass, like Alice is, finds herself in a shop with a sheep that's knitting. And because when you knit, you knit rows and then you cast off, suddenly she's in a boat rowing down a river sure. with the sheep. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of... That's... Oh, I mean, I see what you're talking about, stream of consciousness, but I think that's kind of where dreams go oftentimes as well. Is sure, this like, yeah, totally. Because yeah, your brain will make this like small association and the idea that the, the word is communicating an idea and the, the, that that word can have another just as true meaning and hopping mm. to that. But to me, that indicates a certain level of 
absurdity and not and not and kind of in the absurdity of words because there the the concept of a door being open mm-hmm. is not the same thing of a glass container that you put things in right but the word a jar is therefore and and that's mm-hmm. and and that seems to be communicating something about this idea of like language not quite being able to capture what it is we're talking about yeah I totally, I, I totally hear that. Yeah, and maybe, maybe that's what Luz is trying to say. It's like, you know, we don't have the right tools to, you know, look at our world in the way we could be looking at it, you know? It's, I just find it particularly interesting that he uses Alice, a six-year-old girl with mm. a fucking crazy imagination yeah. to help, like, motivate these topics, mm. you know? And, and... That's that's kind of why I think it's like more wordplay for him than drugs, and I don't know what sorts of drugs uh, Lewis Carroll was opium. on or doing. Opium for sure. Opium. I looked into okay. this. Yeah, it was definitely um, before acid was invented, and I believe before shrooms were mainstream. But he was a well-known opium, opium user. Yeah. yeah. Well, do so. you know? Do you know what sort of high you have on opium? Nope. No idea. Um, hmm. Addictive, Addictive, from what I've heard, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no. No, that's not us. That's not us. No way. <laughs> we already, we already. We already set up a fire. Oh, yet. <laughs> Damn, sausages. We already put out that fire. <laughs> yeah. Was, I, um, I'm sorry? I think that you brought up the idea of that it's a, a six-year-old, you know, mm-hmm. girl exploring her imagination. And I think that actually probably has a lot to do with it. Because to a kid, the idea, these rules would be absurd. Yeah, the fact that yeah. a jar and a jar are the same word is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's and I think oftentimes when we have to get introduced to the rules of some sort of world, we get introduced through the lens of either a newcomer or a child. Because both have to be um, introduced to the rules of the world and in doing so, the audience is also let in on that. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like Lewis may have been, you know, <laughs> it's a different story if it's like an Oxford professor. Yeah. Who is like... Then the drugs, like, that totally makes sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it because it's... Um... <laughs> Actually, no, I don't know what you're saying. So I'm saying like... Can you connect that for me? Like, <laughs> if... If if it, if it's a six year old girl like mm-hmm. Alice and she's like, let's say the rules of her life are like such, like she has to do her lessons and she's not allowed to go outside without a hat on, these things that just don't make sense to her. So she constructs this world that suddenly like they can make sense in because nothing makes sense, you know, mm. versus like like a professor at Oxford being like like descending into this world where nothing makes sense. It would make more yeah. sense that that's drug-related. Yes. That being said, uh, the wonderful world of Disassocia is a full-grown woman who's mm. having these same Alice, quote, quote, experiences. Yeah. That might be because she has disassociative syndrome. I don't know what right. the term is. I don't know is. enough of, about that, like, yeah. mental I don't health either. issue. Um, but I know that that show has essentially, like... Violent hallucinations. Oh, yeah. dear. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, and is sort of... Has kind of been described as like... Alice in Wonderland... 
on drugs or something like that. Which is like <laughs> yeah. drugs on That's drugs. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not so like tame as mm-hmm. Alice is. Like Alice's world isn't necessarily tame, but it's not dangerous so much. Like there are a, a few like creepy situations. Like um, there's a there's a part in 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 the book where Alice comes up to this duchess woman and this duchess woman is like oh can i put my arm around your waist and then like is constantly like digging her chin into alice's shoulder which is like weirdly sexual and like kind of skeevy and scant um but it's not like outright like in dissocia like the the goat scene oh yes there's a an assault shall we say of a of a goat yeah um, a goat assaults someone yeah in the play um that being said, there is the danger of beheading at all times. Right. Yes, but also it's that is mitigated by no one ever gets beheaded. Yeah, yeah. That is also yeah. like clearly empty threats almost. Empty threats. Yeah. yeah. And that that goes back to like the parents' empty threats. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or or any sort or, of like bureaucracy. I mean, if yeah. we're talking about Lewis being frustrated with his situation Oxford, in Oxford, yeah, it's yeah, like totally. the the like the rulers and like the the ego attached to this you know, like, set of, shall we say, um, traditional rules that have been, you know, passed on generation to generation and have sort of lost their original meaning but are held up, you know, because it's the way things are done. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it seems like he's definitely trying to subvert some of these, uh, or or I guess this specific Oxford traditional, um, uh, not university, that's not the word I'm looking for, University will work for now. Um, <laughs> that that he's been that he's been taking part in. Yeah. Do you know what his? I don't mean to like make you expert. No, 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 no I'm, I'm not. No, I, can, no, um, I can I can try to answer. I probably won't have an answer. Do you know what his experience was like at Oxford? Like what like I, what he was a student in, or like if I don't, he left early. I don't. Like, I I'm curious as to like what his beef was, or rather, I, where his beef stemmed from. I I don't know. I think it was just he. He was more of a free thing. He was a. I think he was a strange man. Uh, this is me speaking out my um, uh, ass. Uh, I'd <laughs> say because I don't have this information right. and right. I don't know, and I can only make assumptions about sure. Alice in Wonderland because that's the only bit of information I have about uh, Lewis besides what we talked about in this class. Um, so I don't have a answer for you. Um, Free thinker, though, is what I think you were about to say, right? I think you'd have to be to write something like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Dragon energy. Yeah. Dragon energy? Oh, I don't know. It's just like, maybe that's not a good topic to bring up right now, but that's the that's the term that Kanye West has been using oh, in, uh, in his like uh, responses around free thought um, huh. and free thinkers. And he claims that both he and um, our current president, don't say his name, um, are both dragon energy. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, they're definitely outside the box, right? Mm. And dragons are typically the antagonists, so that's really interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, kind of playing like the, um, the, the almost like the contrarian kind of to yeah. like culture in a way but I mean you would also argue that like having quote unquote dragon energy is kind of synonymous towards like you got the 
utility out of the dragon like as in like it's implied it's already slain and i already like went through this journey and here i am returning to like give you the here's the thing i got when i yeah yeah so i mean interesting sure okay maybe um but also maybe not i don't know (laughs) good 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 point um so no i'm actually interested in how you like earlier you had said that it's similar to how you think with like your stream of consciousness and this is just something weird that I do but like if I ever want to go to bed what I try to do is I literally just try to have as many random stream of consciousness as I can interesting like whatever random topic pops up in my head and I try to make it so that no new topic is related to the previous one so if I think like Mm -hmm. napkin I, I won't think like fork because it's like oh that's the next one I, I wait for like the immediately the next like random thing to pop up in my head and that might just be like blue balloon uh, I don't even know scales or something you it's know an like improv game that, yeah, it's yeah. That, it's an improv game that we have played in yeah. our class so there's like you know the idea of like word association like uh-huh. free association um, and I, I say balloon maybe you say, say te- television television Oh, that's interesting that you got television from balloon. Well, um, no, 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 you, are you saying like the association? Oh, oh I was, I was, I was, I was giving an example. I was also that's... cheating because there's a television behind. <laughs> yeah, that, man. But... Um, but you know, in word association, you know, if I see a hat, maybe the next thing I'll think is uh, I don't know a bat, or if I see a fork, then I'll think spoon. The um, right, yeah. The idea of you know this game is it's a back and forth between two people, and you have you have to say something that's totally unrelated. To what was previously said. Yeah. So you could. So if so if if Josh says hat, you can't say bat because mm-hmm. they rhyme. Or you if I, if I was like uh, vodka, um, I couldn't say rum. I would have to say something like frog. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a lot the, harder than it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, um, you're just doing it to help you go to bed. Yeah. Is that normal? Hell. I don't know. I mean, like, well, people have all sorts of stuff. I have a good friend of mine who like makes up stories. Oh, he like like. Skyrim's in his brain to like go to bed and goes on like an adventure. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. That's really <laughs> awesome. That's really cool. Does yeah. he write them down? No, he doesn't. He just uses his uh, sleep aid. Oh god, he totally should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, I feel like he'll try to try to write it down, but end up falling asleep. Oh, that's true. <laughs> or right? keep yourself yeah. awake all night writing it down and yeah. never go to sleep. Oof. That would be also not great. You ever think about that? That. How would you know what I'm talking about? Get more specific, Josh. Um, <laughs> I think about people who you like have an art that they might be like brilliant in, but they just don't consider themselves, say, like an artist, like someone who is an incredible guitarist, like a guitar player, but doesn't really like think of themselves as a musician and just like plays guitar in their free time, or like might be a fantastic storyteller and just like uses it as a tool to like fall asleep, and like totally. Do you think that's wasted potential, or do you think that's just the way that some people choose to live their lives? Well, I think it's like, when someone has something that is so personal to them, we can think, hey, you're being selfish by not sharing it, but what right do we have to tell them that it's theirs to share? Like, it's not ours, so why do we have a right? It's like, my sister, she is the most talented singer-songwriter, but she... 
she has trouble sharing it sometimes. And I, I, if she wanted to, she could be as big as Lord, honestly. You know? Yeah. Her but, music is incredible. But because, because of the way that she deals with the world, it may never happen. And I get mad about it, honestly. <laughs> because it's, it's just, I, I want more of her music. Mm. But it's selfish. Yeah. Because it's her life, and her life is far more important than my satisfaction of her art. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least that's what I think. No, yeah, yeah. I just, like, I wonder... And I wasn't coming as much of it uh, from the point of, like, give it to the world, because, like, we need it. But yeah. it's like, like, are you doing yourself a disservice, almost, mm. by, like, by yeah. not becoming the version of yourself that, like, does that? Do you know what I mean? Sure, totally. Like, works at perfecting... Like, I'm thinking of someone... There was, um... There was a a, mu- uh, a a musician friend of mine back in high school who was he was a virtuoso. He could literally pick up any instrument. He could listen to a song, hear it, and then just play it on a piano. That's amazing. Or like pick up a saxophone and like learn how to like play a saxophone in like a day, and then like play something that he hears. But he just didn't do much after high school. He was just kind of like. Sort of, for lack of a better term, like didn't find his passion or whatever, and is just like I think right now is like working at home at like a Seven Eleven or something. Um, I, that being said, this is a few years ago. Maybe he like found yeah, his yeah. thing and like became like a, a musician. But like yeah. when it is something that is so clearly like you could be as big as Lord, mm. do you owe it to yourself, or is it really like do you think th- that you? Do you think you decide your you should I I don't know what I'm trying to say. I I think I, I get what you're saying. I like think if that, I have a skill set that is so that makes me the perfect but doesn't um, make you happy. Yeah, that's yeah. something else, right? Yeah, like I guess so. Like and also like drive. Do you have the drive to like maintain this thing? Cuz some people like are not cut out for university. They just like they do not fit into an academic system and refuse to. You know, for for instance, for example, in context of your virtuoso friend. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sorry, Steph, you're saying something. No, I I mean it's definitely. It definitely exists that there are some people who are, ridiculously talented. Like the potential is incredible. But but they just that their hearts not in it, and yeah. like that's a weird scenario, right? Yeah. Um, like a super clear example that comes up to me is like um. Like, all the top-tier jiu-jitsu practitioners who are, like, straight-up killers and will just, like, literally can fight 99.9999% of the population. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at their respective schools, they're like, yeah, no, I'm not the best one. There's just other guys there that just don't ever want to compete. And there's this, like, whole other tier of people who are just, like, phenomenally gifted, but they're just like, nah, competition ain't for me. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Is that right? It's just like... It's a personality thing. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's a twofold problem. One is... Not problem. Uh, it's a twofold... Issue. Uh, variable. Variable. Let's say, right? So one is whether or not that person even wants to do it. You could be the world's best accountant, but you could fucking hate math. Right? <laughs> yeah. And true. so that's one. So tragedy. just... Yeah. That's tragedy. But on the other hand, you could also be like the... Like... Like, you could see the New York skyline and be able to draw it with your eyes closed, just from one viewing. Mm-hmm. And maybe you just do that for yourself, and you don't want to share that with the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I mean, it just, uh, it's, 
it's kind of sucky because that means there's definitely a lot of really cool stuff out there that we're not experiencing. <laughs> but it's also just like there's a lot of really crazy like yeah, secret stuff. Really good art out yeah. there, you know. Mm. Do you, Josh? Do you think that like if your friend was given an opportunity, someone was like, "Hey, um, I'm gonna give you ten thousand dollars to perform." Do you think that they would be into it? Or do you think that they would be like, nah, I'm just going to chill out and, you know, work at the 7-Eleven and stay at home and play some video games? No, I think they would. That's the thing. It's mm-hmm. because in high school, they did this thing where they, like, they were in a band. Mm-hmm. They, like, created the band. But they just, like, didn't dedicate the time into it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, first of all, I didn't grow up in a kind of place that, like, had, like, easy exposure to, like mainstream record deals yeah there aren't a lot of like talent agents looking around the backwoods of new hampshire for like the next big thing or whatever right um but he didn't like it didn't seem like he put in the energy energy Mm. hours you know like and maybe that is a misconception that i have that like hard work is like what gets people do a point because sometimes it's literally just luck sometimes people just like fall into it i think you're Um, right i think hard work is so crucial because talent only takes you so far like there are people better than he is who were much worse than he is drive because they give a shit and they care absolutely um which i think is sort of its own i used to actually say i used to say i didn't believe in um that's such a stupid thing (laughs) in like talent Mm. And that's wrong because there are literally some people who are just like this kid, like he's a virtuoso. He didn't work hard to get that. He just like is that. Um, There are just like people with genius IQs like that exists Um, there. But like, I think the majority of the population, I would say probably it really has a lot to do with like what you dedicate yourself to and and the amount of, shall we say, energy you put into it. so then I guess my question is if you have a specific skill set or talent that could really impact the world, do you have an obligation to share it? You mean like something that – what would be an example of that? Do you mean something artistic or like – Yeah, it could be. It doesn't have to be. But like um, something that's just like so – like, you are the 1% of the 1%. Like, the only person who can do that thing. I think I think that, personally, something, like, science-related in that field, like, or mathematics in that field is a little different than art. Um, Why do you say that? Just because art is so subjective. Um, but it could change the world, too, right? Sure. But you don't need to be the best to change the world with art. Because the I think... This is maybe my pers- just my idea of what art is, but like anybody can change the world with art as long as they hit the right thing at the right time. If you know what I mean, like like yeah, if if the Beatles came out at a different time, they would not get as much traction as they did. It was the right time, right thing for that right moment. Yeah, it's this, the the accumulation of culture and you know location and 
everything happening at yeah. like one specific moment to make this thing work. explode yeah and work well i would say that like science is pretty similar too i mean most scientific discoveries are also pretty much like it's never oh eureka i got it it's usually just like whoa what the fuck is this <laughs> right you know okay um, yeah so yeah I, I definitely feel that there's definitely an element of like luck with being able to bring something of use in the right let's say like time or environment or context but i guess it's more of the question of just like like if you're an artist or you are a scientist or you are i don't know even like a accountant or something mm -hmm. and it's something that you're talented at despite your maybe preference to just like not do it because it's difficult do you think you have an obligation i don't know i feel like i'm also skewing the question because i feel like you do have an obligation to do something or i i think that like i guess it's hard to know and i think that like if you're albert einstein you know and you don't do science how could you know that you would change the world you don't but I mean, um, because what if Albert Einstein, instead of instead of being science guy, what if he played viola? Do you think he would have changed the world playing viola? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know either. And yeah, that, I think that that's my point. It's just like it's it's hard to it's hard to know. And if we had like God's sight, and you could go, okay, if you did this, you would change the world. Do you then have an obligation to do it? Hindsight is natural twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Josh. That's funny. <laughs> Our small, like, section of Dungeons and Dragons listeners yeah. just, like, <laughs> gave a little whoop. <laughs> a little good good. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, Steph. I don't know. And, like... Like, if you know... If you know that if you do this thing, you will change the world, then, yeah, maybe you do have an obligation to do it. You know? But I don't know. I think it has to do with where, in that moment, your priorities as a person are lying. But I am very much a proponent for, like, getting to the point where you are right with yourself so that you can start living for like things outside of yourself and people outside of yourself. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like self love. Yeah. Well, get, we're getting to the point so you can love yourself and then love others. Um, and like bring what you discover on your own journey to the world. Yeah. Um, to the world without. Uh, and I think someone who is, at their point in their journey where they're not quite ready to like give everything to the world they can't hmm. like say dedicate themselves to the, the 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 task of sharing their ultimate potential like achieving their ultimate potential so that the world can benefit from that that's another weird thing is like is there an is there an ultimate potential version of me for the world and an alternate potential, ultimate potential version of me for me, or are those the same thing? 
Or those like two different things. What do you mean by for the world? What is what is is better, like is it like uh, I would say like universal betterment as opposed to personal betterment. Okay. Just, okay. Well, that also depends on what your idea of betterment is. These are huge, <laughs> big, big, no, but, but, lofty as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but we have a general idea of like what betterment entails. Okay, right? let's let's just like break it down for ourselves so that I can understand it better. So it's like wait, like everybody's eating. Is that is that betterment? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Everyone's eating. Um, <laughs> I hope that'd, you know. That, that'd um, be amazing. Right. Um, people are. We're like getting closer to these ideas. Like yeah. yeah people yeah. being. No one going hungry. Yeah. People feeling some sort of satisfaction. Shall we say meaning? Meaning. Yeah. Giving meaning to people's lives. Okay. Um, and maybe past meaning like enjoyment, like people enjoying the lives they're living. Is that that's betterment, right? I mean, I, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, sure. but like, sure. enjoyment yes. can be as simple as sitting at a table with some friends and eating yeah. some salad. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I don't think, I don't think it's. I mean, none of these are possible in, um, in like, for eternity. Um, sure, and I mean, uh, like, but, this but, is like, but I think to strive toward that idea. Yeah, 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 and a, I mean, shall we say, a world that is. I mean, we're, we're creating a utopia now, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, then, if, if betterment is not utopia, what is it? Um, aimed toward heaven. Is that not a utopia? But it's not heaven. I Knowing I, that we'll never achieve... Yeah. What's heaven? Mm. I, I'm not Christian. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, this I is hard. Know. I mean, these are very, very abstract, but, like... Totally. There's... Okay, well, I think we can agree if you just, like... You know, every day when you're walking down the street that there's, like, an axe murderer at every corner. That's not heaven, right? <laughs> okay, okay. Right? So no not axe, ideal. No axe murderers. Yeah. There no axe murderers. Um, <laughs> and it's complex, and it's very much down to the individual. Um, but I guess, like, even with our maybe not 100% synced up ideas of, like betterment versus like you know worsening that like you can we, we both probably have mostly overlapped definitions of what betterment is and so i guess like wow we, we just went to this like definition tangent i don't even remember the original question i mean this is perfect for the beginning of this uh topic of like words are ridiculous yeah <laughs> words like can't quite capture yeah what it is we're talking about. Because, I mean, the idea of heaven is so, like... I don't know what about you, but I know what my paradise might be. I just don't know if I can, like, articulate it. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I think, although my version of, so to say, paradise, heaven, nirvana, utopia, whatever, mm-hmm. Disneyland, um, <laughs> is, is, is going to be, like... If we get into, the like, the... the, the, the the details about like specifically what it would look like it probably looks very different from say Arden's or someone living in like Australia or like South Africa you know what I mean like I mean living different experiences is going to affect what your ideal shall we say experience is going to be totally but I think that idea of like um um is it is it lack of suffering? Is that what it is? 
Oh, mm. this, mm. oh, oh, but I don't uh, know if it is because mm. like suffering, suffering's so important. It's important. It's, it's how like, we grow. It's oh god, peaks and valleys. Yeah, you know? man. Yeah, you peaks and because like if you don't suffer, you cannot be happy. And I think exactly. that's where apathy comes from. Is just like everything is flatlining, you know, and that is the that is like where depression comes from. I think, like, you know, working at something and, like, sweating is, like, I love backpacking and it sucks. Yes. It sucks. When you're walking and your feet hurt and your legs hurt and you burn all over and you're, like, all I want to do is sit down. All I want to do is a nice meal. I don't want to be out of this rain. Like, this fucking sucks. And when you get home, you're, like, fuck that. I cannot do that. I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> but then, like, a couple months later, you're, like, fuck, I want to get on the trail again. Because, like... Payoff, right? Payoff, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. It's, 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 it's great to feel like you worked for something and then earned it. Yeah. yeah. You, I set out to walk, you know, 40 miles over three days, four days, and I did it. And I'm back. And I never want to do that again because my <laughs> legs burn and my feet hurt. And my back is so in pain. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like still like so satisfying and and so like wonderful you know it's like you go to the gym to hurt yourself so that you can feel good <laughs> and maybe that's what heaven is maybe heaven is the idea of heaven is the payoff and therefore the the concept of moving to heaven i mean heaven's up sure yeah and it almost like universally i don't i can't think of a like and i i may be like like dismissing many Cultures experiences or, here yeah, sure. but I can't think of shall we say like a, a religion or a, a spirituality in which the idea of down is good down is is ideal yeah mm. it, where like heaven nirvana paradise whatever is like beneath you yeah mm. even the words we're going back to words yeah like, down the idea I'm feeling of, down it is beneath yeah. you yeah, yeah. yeah. You're that's not, beneath me I'm not I, I'm not I'm no, I don't act that way that is somehow Lower than my humanity. Yeah. Um, but that's like universal. I think, or I believe Western it's universal. universal, at least. Yeah. I would argue that, like, um, the idea of like climbing up the stairs towards heaven is pretty similar to your experience of like going to the gym or rock climbing or, mm-hmm. or backpacking or something. But like, you seem to get more. I mean, you called it wonderful, mm. but it seems like you're getting more meaning out of being able to see your progression towards a goal as opposed to the completion of the goal. Yeah, I think that it's like the journey. Yeah. Going back to the journey again. Yeah. Because it's like it's not this journey. I'm just kidding. Like, no, no. <laughs> yes. I, it's, I, like it's like it's about doing the thing. It's not like people typically do things for end results. They're like, I want that end result, so this is why I'm doing the thing. Yeah. But the satisfaction comes like by it's like you gain it in the process of doing that thing not end goal like we're graduating in a minute you know it's um, i'm freaking out it's not like a happy (laughs) thing i'm not like yeah finally got to that graduation day it's like no the good days are they're already passed at least in the terms of this graduation period because those are the days i was working and doing and like didn't have the foresight to like know that they were the days of like the 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 joy. I don't However, know. However, this graduation is another is the beginning of another journey. That's true. And we too. get to start a new Fuck. path 
towards <laughs> the top. And I would right? argue... A new mountain to climb. Yeah. The anxiety that you both experience is very much because you don't have that next goalpost to peak. hit. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, it's like I don't, we're, not, we're not starting that next workout routine yet. We don't know what the workout is yeah. yet. Yeah. Where's heaven? Where's heaven? Where's, oh, God. Uh, but I think there's, in the, there's a direction. Yeah, definitely there's a direction. There's definitely a direction. There's, you have much better direction than I have. You have, like, things lined up. I mean, you, you do do. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, I think I, I, I have faith that, I mean, you know I'm what not, you love to worried. do. I'm not worried. And what you're good at. And it's just about, like, finding the synthesis of what those are. Right. And I think once once I get to where I'm going, then I'll have a better yeah. idea and of, like, you're, that. You're going back home, dude. And you're going to fucking uh, yeah. love it. You're going to be out of this terrible, like, tundra of a, like, you know, frozen landscape. True, yeah. true. Be back in the sun. Yeah. You'll be able to hike, like, every day. Well, more so. Definitely more so. And backpacking and all that. So that, that'll be wonderful. And I think I might be joining you eventually. man and we'll 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 hike together yeah and we'll we'll find our hero's journeys we'll backpack (laughs) backpack yeah oh gosh so you guys (sighs) talked about a direction and that direction might be you know a very wide selection of things sure but what is the general direction that your horse is hitched to? Horse is hitched to, like, what do we want to do? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you specifically. Oh, I mean, you know, I want to keep acting, personally. You know, I want to do that. That's, that's the thing. But jumping back to this, this, this conversation, I want to, like, hop back for a minute. Like, purpose seems like it's so important like it's like even if you don't have money or like don't have things but you know that you have something you're doing and that means something to you and that is what you're doing that is that is the reason that is the only thing you need man does not live on bread alone right yeah yeah I don't know how big of fans you guys are of Nietzsche. Uh, uh, sometimes. Because I hear that uh, a lot of you guys are traumatized. But my, f- <laughs> but my favorite quote from him is, um, he who has a why can bear anyhow. I like that one a lot. Yeah. So very much finding that purpose Yeah. really helps you get through. Because it's like, I think what you said is, is right. Where, or at least the general sphere of what we seem to be agreeing on is that like, general satisfaction and happiness isn't necessarily going to keep your boat from rocking when you're going through tough times. Sure. So, I'm a huge advocate. And Josh, you, we both agree on this because... I'm, I've been trying to shut up, but I've been, like, giddy this No, of course. We're talking. This yeah. Like, <laughs> streak, it's striking the chord, man. This yeah. Is, this is what I'm, the capital T truth that I'm talking about. You're that gonna I go crazy now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I think having that purpose, mm. having that thing that you're working towards, um, is you know maybe what lets you endure the madness, shall we say, of the universe, the chaos that it will throw at you. That being said, I think if we're getting back to this Lovecraft thing, what that also the flip side of that is 
showing how just insignificant your purpose might be in yeah. the grand cosmos of the Elder Gods and Azathoth and Cthulhu and whatever. I'm just name dropping like Elder Gods now. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> yeah. but um, I, I think that's probably where that might come from is like in the grand Maybe. scope of things, just so how small, small you are. Yeah. Yeah. But I would also argue that you can't really discount the small things because sometimes something oh, yeah. very Absolutely. small can result in like huge change. Yeah. yeah. And you think about like. Like a piece of sushi. Yeah. Oh, dude, please. No. We're not, we're not <laughs> going to talk about food. I will eat this table. <laughs> um, no, but I'm just saying it in terms of like history class, right? Mm. And we know about like World War II and it's huge, like holy moly, like end of the world kind of shit. Right. And like some Archduke we barely even know yeah. was, right? Like yeah. I didn't know. Like, so small. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like what we were talking about earlier For about man. like the right. artist coming at the right moment. It's like. If everything sets up right, so the universe one is thing, like, one small yeah. thing sparks and it nukes, you know? I don't think, I, I like the laws of momentum, I don't think something small on its own, you know? What do you mean by that? So like, let's say this arc, 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 douche, duke, this arc, douche, this arc, <laughs> douche, that fucking douche, <laughs> poor fella died, <laughs> um, no, but, um, Archduke Ferdinand, Ferdinand, yeah, that's what is. I was, yeah. yes, so Ferdinand gets assassinated, but if there wasn't the political climate there was around, around that, yeah. it would not yeah. have sparked in the same way, it wouldn't so have led to all those different things setting off, it would be the Archduke dies and it affects a political a situation in their country. It's the idea of the, that idea of the perfect storm, right? Like yeah. everything had to like align a certain way for this either amazing or terrible thing to happen. Right. And to just like fall into place. And it's like a rubber band being pulled back and pulled back and pulled back and pulled back. And then eventually, when it finally lets go, depending on how long it's being pulled back for, that's when it snaps. Same idea with an earthquake. It's like the longer, like I'm, I'm from California, so the longer, the longer you don't have an earthquake for, the worse the earthquake is, is going to be. Because if you look at plates next to each other, the plates are shifting on top of each other and building up tension, building up tension, building up tension. And the longer the plates shift on top of each other, the more tension is built until finally, boom. And that creates the earthquake. Oh, man. Yeah, wow. Tension and release. Oh, that's, I mean, that's a... It's everything. Talk about, uh, talk about, like... Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about conscious unconsciousness, that's, like, the bubbling up of, like... Repressed. Repressed shit when it's, like, if you can't address what's going on with yourself, like, it's gonna manifest. Not one way or another, it's yeah. gonna manifest. And wouldn't you much rather, like... I mean, if we're talking about Alexander Technique... Wouldn't you much rather feel your trauma when you fall off your bike and let yourself like feel that and experience it than like hold on to that tension and then like have this like weird like shooting pain in your elbow because you never truly let yourself fall into the ground? So true. Or, I mean, even it can manifest in much worse ways than that if we're talking about <laughs> yeah. repressed anger or totally. repressed, you know, anger truth. issues, yeah. drinking issues, for instance, um, lots of very negative side effects for not dealing with your feelings, honestly. We are. We were stupidly blessed. I was. Stu I was. 
I feel stupid for us uh-huh. to have the kind of education we got. Education, is, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very good education. Yeah. Yeah. Got like people education. Exactly. Like, we know. We like. How we learned exist. about how to exist as a human being <laughs> without like curling up into a ball of like feelings and losing my body and just being a brain and just like yeah. decomposing. Yeah. yeah. Very blessed. Acting school, baby. Go to acting school. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> but, um, tie things back a little bit. I think very much how, like, the the assassination of some, you know, archduke we didn't even, like, really know about. Um, you can also rubber band in a positive direction. Sure, totally. And, um, and this is just, like, my personal perspective was, and I'm going to address it in terms of podcasting right um every successful podcast always says like dude just put in good work and you get good content and if you do that you'll make it big right i'm not 100 percent sure if that's true right but i do know that if i'm not actively creating it that there's a zero percent chance right it's very much the same lines of like if you don't buy a lottery ticket you're definitely not gonna get it mm-hmm. and i think that's pretty similar to what a lot of like you know homeboy who maybe wants to do music but you know just for whatever reason gave up or maybe i I don't know like i don't know this person they might have their own other things going on bigger issues bigger hydras and stuff to slay sure sure but if you're not at least like aiming or like looking to that thing then you're gonna miss the time that the universe aligns where you get your shot sure right yeah it's something is better than nothing. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like uh, in um, I took a playwriting class uh, a little while ago, and um, I read um, Anne Lamott's book Bird by Bird. She talks about shitty first drafts. It's like <laughs> you have to put words on a page mm-hmm. before you know anything can happen at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's this. I think it's the same thing with podcasting. It's like you have to create material for there to be material. You know, you can always you you do a bad podcast, you can always scrap it. You can always, like, chop out the bit that was, like, terrible, oh, you know? I have a lot of bad podcasts. Well, I mean, I think that that's really important. That's how you learn. Yeah, that's yeah, how you Yeah, no, I'm, I'm keeping them saved just so, like, in Fail- 10 years I can look back and be like, Failure <laughs> is so important. Yeah. Failure is we're so about. important, you know? It's like, it's like what you were saying. It's the only way we learn. Yeah. I learned so much more from my failures than I do from my successes. Yeah. Because it's like, not only, like, what I did wrong... And what can I do for next time? But like, it's it. Sometimes it's not even like what was wrong. It's like was I was I just using this in a different? Could I use this thing in a different way? Could I repurpose it? You know, looking at an event from multiple different angles, perspectives, as opposed to just like, oh, this worked, and therefore I'm just gonna forget about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, failure and and those valleys that give meaning to the thing you're working towards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is kind of um, off, not off topic, but just getting back to something we were talking about earlier. Or if, and if you don't want to answer this, mm-hmm. it's totally up to you. Um, but if having that, you know, direction, um, you said for you it's acting, and this is, this might be a silly question considering I've been schooled with you for like four years, but what is it that you get out of acting? 
Um, That's the question I wanted to ask. Ah, like, okay. what does it do for you? Why that medium? Okay, sorry, didn't mean to snipe it. No, of course. Dude, um, we're on the same mind wave. Okay. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, I thought for a long time it was pretty selfish, and I just liked the way it made me feel. Um, but going to such a generous school, mm-hmm. uh, where everyone is just so generous with themselves and their art, and it made me think about why I started this in the first place in a little bit of a different way than I originally thought. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's kind of what we were talking about before with the earthquakes, how if people don't feel their feelings, they just they get more tense and build up and it comes out in negative, un, unintended ways. Yeah. Um, I want to make people feel things. That is my goal with acting. Mm-hmm. Make people like feel all sorts of things so that yeah. you know they have an outlet for people who aren't unable to feel anything other ways some sort of release yeah so it's like if i'm in a play where i my daughter dies you know someone who couldn't deal with the death of their daughter can come and see this play and be like oh they can release they can like have an outlet for that or you know smaller things yeah smaller things too like I don't know just make someone laugh you know and then you know right after that make them think about something in a new way that really just goes oh wow and things shift around inside Mm -hmm. I think that that's that's why I want to act and I want to I want to touch and move as many people as possible um so I think film is like the direction that I'm headed yeah it's a worthy goal thank you Josh means a lot um yeah i like what you said about how you want to make people feel and i was very interested with the uh kind of like this is science as fuck but like the the like the distribution of of like the two different yeah right The, the two the two classical types of theater let's say is like comedy and tragedy sure and um I definitely feel on, like, one of my meditations, let's say, that, uh, (laughs) like, we really only cry in terms of horrendous tragedy, and equally, we also cry when we are, like, laughing our asses off, and I think that's, that's definitely a worthy goal, because you guys are really, not forcing, but helping people feel the full range of human emotion, the full spectrum of what it means to feel yeah i mean we're empathetic creatures we are all communal creatures and like when we see something our mirror neurons are like ja feel brah <laughs> ja definitely feel. ja feel brah <laughs> so you know yeah do you want to touch on the switch you got it you got it you got it okay um so well, it's, it's, you guys are sing- doubling up on me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you, t- you touched on a really good. You point touched on that a, something that we we like we learned about learned about in, in class. class. Yeah. Um, nice. The the look at that actual. Yeah. I didn't even have to pay physical, money. <laughs> physical, um, res- like physical response in your body when you are laughing and when you are crying, are the same. Your breath is doing the same thing. And you are and you are shaking in the same way, and it is the same like physical response, and it lives on this tiny little hinge. And 
we had did this exercise. Oh gosh, yeah. In voice and speech, was it our sophomore year? Uh, junior year. Junior year. Because it was all the Shakespeare emotions. Right, right. Mm-hmm. We were playing with you know. In, uh, Shakespeare, you have to be able to change on a dime. On yeah. one line, you might be you ready know, to tear giddy. someone's head off. Yeah. And, and the next, you're giddy. Yeah, and and it's like that, and it's literally one line of verse, and you have punctuation to make that switch, and. This idea of like living in that like sort of fluctuating space where breath is just going crazy and you just and when you are full of breath, your emotions are higher because, you know, breath is the soul, breath is the spirit. And when your breath, when your spirit is moving, it's because you are the spirit is moving through you. You right? are alive. You're really like dial turned up to 10 alive. <laughs> like everything is almost extreme. Um and we basically practiced the shift of like in this one moment we got our breath up to this point and we just started laughing we felt the impulse of laughing and then literally just let it switch to crying and there's a room full of people laughing and in about 10 seconds not even they switched to weeping and then switching back to crying again and i mean from an outside perspective we look like a bunch of crazy people (laughs) (laughs) but it's I find that so fascinating that it's the same physical impulse. Your body is doing the same thing, except, you know, I was about to say when you're crying, there's tears coming from your eyes, but sometimes when I'm laughing, there's tears coming from my yeah, eyes. Yeah, no, I think that's it. I think you're, you're definitely saying the same thing I'm trying to convey, where it's just like the real full range of human emotion almost like kind of comes like full circle. In some sense, where you're, yeah, it's it's like very yin and yang, very, we have to exist as a, like a, like a polarity. Um, a good paradox. Yeah, a good paradox. Hmm. I love that. Me too. Um, what? Good paradox? To yeah. exist as like a good paradox. Good paradox, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know. Um, I don't understand it, but I like it. Yeah. It's, a, it's sort of that idea of like, um, you know, everything that's true, its opposite is also true. Um, and I mean, we learned about that in Mark's class our first year. Yeah, totally. Um, but like the idea that like, you know, human capacity for love is like the true human emotion, but also like capacity for hate is like the true human emotion. Like, yeah. But but being able to incorporate both sides, the yin and the yang, the chaos and the order, the the the, the light and the dark, and have them incorporated mm. and 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 balanced, right? So neither side is way tipped out of balance because you know what goes up must come down and if there's a big shift in one direction there's going to be a big shift in the other direction and mm. that is you know being dis not being unstable right right the tension and release yeah if you have like a much bigger tension you're going to have a huge release and as back and forth and that mm. creates big waves which um is is useful on stage right but is probably not what people want to strive for in their day-to-day lives um sure because it is is it's taxing. In a place of chaos. It's yeah. taxing exactly, um, and so that idea of you know being a good paradox is like the potential for both mm. and the necessity for both and balance. I think um, that's what I think of when I think of a good paradox. Yeah, mm. um, I mean, you guys are thinking of it in terms of like comedy tragedy, in terms of like uh, you know joyful weeping and and Mournf- mournful, yeah, mournful, yeah, mm. mournful weeping. Um, it's just my realm. I'm thinking of it as like conscious, subconscious. Totally. Yeah, um, absolutely. Hell yeah. Jung definitely said that the unconscious will always compensate for
for the lack of conscience, which that should terrify you. No, I was going to say that yeah. is terrifying yeah. to me. Right, because by definition, consciousness is self-awareness. And if you're like not self-aware, then there are forces that you are not aware of controlling you. You got a big shadow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that okay. shit is just... Oh my goodness. So it's, it's really all about balance. And gotta read more young. Communication between the two. Which is... I mean, that's what you guys do. You'll be fine, buddy. <laughs> I, I realized we are pretty steeped. I mean, to be fair, I haven't read much of Carl Jung. I'm just starting Man and His Symbols now. But I've been having you know we've been talking about his ideas a lot this year and i've been watching some videos that incorporate the lectures that incorporate those mm-hmm. ideas um and i think artists are tend or at least our training as actors we tend to be pretty well steeped in that idea already yeah. whether or not we know it okay um, I feel we that. sort of because the practice of self-awareness and meditation and the importance of recognizing right. our ugly feelings the ugly you know the actor yep. shows like the ugly on stage rather right. than just what is like beautiful sure. is is fairly similar to this idea of like it's like the work shadow work sure. of like recognizing that the your dark impulses are there mm-hmm. and you can't ignore them because it's part of who you are as a person right. but it's not about like letting those run, run rampant no recognize them and then being able to control them and use them when they're useful. Right, right. I guess this is the work that Carl was doing, you know, sitting with <laughs> Her himself. Boy Carl. <laughs> Carl Young, yeah. Um, but he, he probably spent time sitting with himself, you know, and this is kind of what you do as an actor. The unexamined life is not worth living. That's like, I mean, you have to do this process of checking in with yourself or... Or, or like subconscious. Said, Here we go. The thing that living at the back of your mind is going to, like, eat you or, like, take over and you won't even know. Right. Oof. There's um, mm, another book, um, Wizard of Earthsea. Mm-hmm. It deals with... It's, a, it's, a, it's about a you know, wizard who, who has a shadow... I don't want to spoil the book, but okay. it's it's very related to what we're talking about. I'm sure. Nice. I mean, this is this narrative is everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it's everywhere. And I I like grow up, and I'm just like, oh, I never realized. And then like once like someone like you know yeah. you, you recognize it, you're like, this is everywhere. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like recognizing you know, say the hero's journey or or any of these like symbolic patterns, the Ouroboros, this mm-hmm. idea of balance between the yin and the yang, or the light and the darkness. It's like <laughs> Literally everywhere you look. I know. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh goodness. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much, buddy. No, no, I'm not. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. <laughs> it's just, it's just like a lot, you know. Of course, like life is a lot. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's, it's not like something I like worry about, but like thinking about it, it's like, gosh, life is a lot, you know. But it's also kind of beautiful. Yeah. Well, a lot isn't not beautiful. Thank you.